0: From Destination Home Group of Long & Foster Real Estate, this is Spilling the Tea on The Real RE, where we give you, the listeners, the really real on all things real estate. I'm your host, Danielle Waldera, team leader of DHG.
1: And I'm your co-host, buyer's agent specialist, James Dickerson. Listen, you've watched the TV shows, you've seen the YouTube channels, the fairy tales that people tell you about buying a house or investing in real estate, but that's not what we're here to do.
0: Nope, we're pulling back the curtain, giving you the truth, and spilling the tea
1: on The Real RE. right, Danielle, you ready to do another episode of Spill the Tea?
0: I'm ready. And I think today's topic is going to be a little risque.
1: I agree. I am. uh, This is one of the things that I wanted to talk about specifically, because I feel like as an industry, we tend to shy away from this conversation. Um, And I like to kind of face things head on and just headbutt them them. right exactly and run them over and and, you know because I I genuinely believe um in what we do so I think that you know today's topic I'll just tell everybody we're going to be talking about commissions right, and what real estate agents are you know actually doing and actually being paid and you know why um they're being paid that way and I think that a lot of agents shy away from that conversation and and we're going to start this conversation off, I think, by saying that all things are negotiable in real estate. There is no... Hard set. Right. Nothing is concrete. Uh, Every real estate agent is going to have a different commission structure. Everybody is charging different amounts. There is no specific number that you should expect from any one agent. I really genuinely believe that you should pay for the value you expect. Uh, what do I mean by that? Uh, I, you know, Danielle knows, I have very strong opinions um, about what some might consider discount brokerages, meaning agents that charge less money. And what they deliver to their clients, well, really. Well, hold
0: on, before you go on, discount brokerages are defined as agents who charge less money, but they are defined as that because that is defined by their broker. So their broker puts out more hard-set, mandatory, lower commissions that they have to take. They are more worried about quantity over quality. Proceed.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, I think that what I'm trying to say about that is you get what you pay for. And I'm, I'm a firm believer in that. Um, I, I did a whole rant video before we did this podcast about discount brokerages, which I never posted because I kind of went off the deep end in the video and felt bad about it afterwards.
0: Oh yeah, you said that. I, yeah.
1: Yeah, I never posted that video. Hmm. Um, but my point in that whole video was, you're getting a different quality of service from someone who's going to charge you less than someone who's going to charge you more. And if somebody's charging you more and they're not delivering you another level, another quality of service then that's a whole nother problem entirely.
0: Yes. You need to demand to the person who is working for you, because that is essentially what we're doing, to make sure that they are delivering the highest quality to you, really no matter how much you pay them. However, anyone who is working for you should be required to deliver to you, communicate with you their results, what they're doing, their work, what's coming in, what's going out, what type of marketing they're doing, what their plan is, what their strategic plan is. Anyone, even if they are a quote-unquote discount broker. However, typically, we're again using generalities. We are not bad-mouthing discount brokers. Um, Generally, you do get what you pay for. And if you are paying less, in general, the services you are provided are also going to be less on that checkbox. So let's say, you know... Long and Foster, you know, we offer you 15 services when we list your house. I'm just making this up. We go down and we run down the list of all the services that we have the ability to provide you and we tailor those towards your listing to make sure that your plan is customized and tailored towards you, no matter what that means. You know, if we need to get creative with the marketing, we get creative. Most of these discount brokers just have less in their arsenal, right? So they don't have the ability to give you those 15 things. So they're starting with less and then they're even going to tailor it down from there.
1: You're, you're right. Uh, you know, I the, the video I posted, I kind of posted angry. The video I didn't post, I should say that I recorded, I recorded sort of angrily after I saw an agent saying that they provide the same service for less money because of their pricing model at the brokerage. And, I looked at their listings and it's just, that's just not fact. It's not fact. You know, when we charge you our commission rate, we're, if we're listing your house, we're providing you things like staging services, first-class professional photography with professional editing and digital marketing and open house services and videos video services and social media advertising and all all paper marketing you know we mail postcards still like you know we do all kinds of things to try and market and sell your home for the absolute top dollar we can because that's our job because but that's what we believe to be our value right right like not every agent is doing that. Not every real estate agent is doing that. And I can promise you that if you're paying someone half the commission you're paying us, they're not doing those things, frankly, because half of the commission we're earning from you is paying for those things. So if they were doing exactly what we were doing, they would not make any money.
0: Yeah. And here's a little secret, too, that you guys don't see. Um, it's, it's kind of behind the scenes. So when we go to settlement with someone on the other side who's been a discount broker, let's just say James and I had a really good experience with that agent. Let's just say that agent was on the ball. When I see the final settlement sheet, I'm usually texting that agent like, girl, come on, you did a great job. You deserve better. Like I see what you're making on this and I see what I'm making. And that's not fair to you. Cause I think you did a great job. And I would say nine times out of 10, those agents reply back with me with, yeah, you're right, I'm not happy. I'm not happy making what I'm making in my current role, knowing that my value is so much more. And if they're not happy, they're not able to perform for you the way they would want to because they can't and they're unhappy in their role. And really, they would be better off better serving you if they were happier in their role and they were getting fairly compensated Um, And there's a lot to our compensation that nobody sees. And I'm not... I at one time did a video where I... Did you see the video I did where I broke down like on a whiteboard? Yes. Like, okay. So I'm not going to get that granular with it. But in general, this is not true about all brokerages either. There are some brokerages that do pay salaries and hourly for things. But in general, we are self-employed. We are business owners and we are all entrepreneurs. So in general, we have to pay our own taxes... That doesn't come out of our check. So what you see at settlement, you see this large-ish amount. It might be large to you. What you're seeing is our gross pay. What you're not seeing is, like, if you saw your gross pay at work in your your office job, you would see your pay without your benefits taken out, without your taxes taken out. Can you imagine what you actually make? Like, can you imagine what you... you probably double your paycheck if you didn't have all those deductions coming out every time you got paid. That's what you're seeing. You're seeing our no deduction pay. And then we have to take that amount and filter it down ourselves to our broker's cut. Listen, it is what it is. Our broker always gets a cut. They always well. It's what it, That's what it is. It's part of the game. We have to pay our taxes. We have to put away for our own retirement because we don't have 401s or any company matching our 401s or anything like that, we're responsible for ourselves, then we have to put away money for our own um fees and marketing because we're paying for all of our our what's the word I'm looking for? All of our things that we use to help sell our houses. We're paying for marketing. the sign. Yeah, marketing, thank you. We're paying for the signs out of our own pockets. We're paying for the brochures, we're paying for the photography, we're paying for the drone. We're paying for the open house supplies. We're paying for all of that ourselves. Our broker doesn't provide that to us. We are self-employed. So most of us. So those are things that we all have to absorb. So what you see on that paper is gross pay without any of these deductions. And when you really get down to what you should be putting away for taxes and what you should be putting away for your retirement, not everyone does that. But when you really get down to it, you can pretty much cut our pay basically into one third. Of what you see, on on that paper, which is probably even less than what you guys are getting deducted out of your office paychecks.
1: That's very true, and I think that uh, you know we're not sitting here telling you that there's no money to be made in real estate because true otherwise that. why would we be doing this, right? But what we are telling you is that the money is not just hand over fist coming into our laps. Like you know we are working hard every day to find new transactions, to support the transactions that we have, to nurture the relationships with the people that we have already helped to continue to grow our business so that we can make a living. It's, it's not, we're not just sitting around like, you know, collecting settlement checks. Like that's not how life works. And, and if that's how your
0: experience was, we need to talk. You didn't have a great experience.
1: I agree. I, I, and, but if, yeah, honestly, if that was what your experience was, you already know you didn't have a good experience. Right. Um, but my point in saying that is, is that we work for free until the property settles. Most of us. Most of us. I, I don't know anybody personally who's... I mean, that's not true. So yes, nine, most agents are working for free and actually spending our own money until we settle and until we're paid at settlement. And as long as your agent is bringing you value, I, I don't see why commission would be an issue. Um, and if you are concerned about commissions, I completely understand why you're concerned about that large number coming out of your bottom line. But what I tell the people what I tell my clients and what I said in that video and what I've said to Danielle more than one time, is that I my goal is that I'm going to make you so much more money on your house that you're going to pay the difference in my commission to the discount guy and then some. So you're actually going to make out better by paying me more commission because I'm going to sell your house for more money than the discount guy is going to. And even though you're paying me a higher commission rate, you're still going to net more money than you would have with them. And that comes from a lot of things, um, you know. The, the the example that I gave earlier, that I made that angry video about, was specifically a, an agent who takes all their photos on cell phones. Oh god! You know, and there's oh like eight gosh. pictures to their house. You know, I'm listing properties with fifty high quality HD photos, drone video, 3D models, floor plans. What else am I doing? <laughs> all the things all the things postcards m- social media advertisements you know I, all the possible things i can do to get your house in front of as many people as i can
0: oh and you know what else all the things you're doing because we are who we are and we work the way we work james and i have established a really strong reputation in our agent community and that helps us a lot a lot with our buyers it helps us win offers for our buyers and it helps us on our listings people know that we play good in the sandbox people know that we're doing the right thing people know that we're not shifty agents people know that we are representing our clients and represent and, and passionately representing them but we also passionately engage in our agent community so that is something that also a lot of those um A lot of other agents don't do that. A lot of other agents are doing things to satisfy themselves, right? And in it for the commissions and in it for the pay and in it for maybe the wrong reasons. And people are having bad experiences with them. Even other agents are having bad experiences with them. And it's tough. Once you have that sort of reputation, that's hard to dig your way out of that.
1: You're absolutely right. So let's talk about who pays commissions and how does that work? Um, you know, there'll be a lot of, there will are a lot of agents out there who say a lot of things that just plain aren't true. Uh, we're gonna tell you what the realities are. The reality is, is that whoever signs the agreement with the real estate agent is responsible for payment to that real estate agent. Now, that might come as a surprise to some people. Well, I'm a buyer and I signed an agreement with a real estate agent But they told me that I didn't have to pay commission. And that's just not fact. Now, the reality is, is that we as a real estate agents try to negotiate for the seller to pay commissions to the buyer's agent. And usually that works out. Would you agree?
0: Yes, I would agree with that. Under most cases in Maryland, in our state, because it does vary state to state, It also varies in different countries. They do things really differently um, in different countries. But right now, here in Maryland, subject to change, typically the seller pays both their listing agent as well as the buyer's agent. And the thought process behind that, which I do not disagree with, is that as a seller, you should theoretically have equity in your home and you should have the capital to be making those payments and still land on your feet in the position that you want to be in and the thought process, you know, up through, up through this time has been, if we made, if we forced commissions upon the buyers, our poor first time buyers are already having a hard time. You know, there's a lot of fees involved in buying and selling, not, not necessarily even, we're not, I'm not talking about commissions. I'm talking about like state fees, recordation taxes, transfer taxes. Down payment. Down payment. Like these are fees that we, we don't have any control over, right? It's just the process in general. is a high fee process. So they already have all of these fees. If we added commissions onto our poor first-time buyers, we would eke out a lot of people from homeownership, which is not the goal. The goal of the American dream is to have homeownership. So I agree with the process the way it is. We may see that changing sooner than later or over the next few years. And we're going to have to adapt and roll with whatever it changes to. But the way it's set up right now in Maryland is that the sellers should have had enough equity in their home to pay that both agents, both sides.
1: But that's not the case all the time. Correct. And the point is, is that we enter into an agreement with a buyer and we look for properties on the market. They could be for sale by owner. They could be for sale with other agents. Those they, are super fun. They could be any any version of a of a real estate transaction. But my point is, is that as a buyer, you're responsible for paying your buyer's agent. Now, at least for Danielle and I, if we are ever in a situation where the buyer could be responsible for payment, meaning that maybe the seller is only offering a portion of the of the expected. Um, payment towards the buyer's agent or they're not offering buyer's agent payment at all. We're going to make sure that we make that perfectly clear to our buyers before we put them in a situation where they're going to be responsible for paying us. Now I can tell you that not all agents do that. And it's really important that before you sign agreements and before you start signing lines and, you know, making these agreements with real estate agents that you really understand what it is that you're signing And you really understand your responsibilities in that agreement. Because the agreement says, this is how much you're going to pay us. And if the seller isn't paying it, you're technically responsible to pay that. So making sure that you fully understand that and you understand who you're working with. Because if if that person, if that agent, you know, is going to expect you to, you know, pay them if the seller's not, but they're not disclosing that up front, that's a big problem for you. So, you know, making sure that that's clear for you as a buyer.
0: Yeah, and I want to emphasize to you that um, it's, <laughs> boy, this is filling the tea thing. It kind of sounds like we're like bad-mouthing people. We're not. Agents are, have the right to charge whatever they want to charge. That is their personal prerogative. And if they feel that their services are only valued at X percentage or X dollar amount or X flat fee, that is their right to charge that flat fee. They have the right to charge whatever fee they want that they deem their value is. And James and I are not at all saying either that we are the highest, you know, charging agents. We're not by far. (laughs) But um, we want you guys to make sure that you know who you're hiring and that you're at least asking all the right questions. So maybe we should do another spill the tea on who you hire matter, like the truth about who you hire and questions to ask your agents, and you you should be able to interview your agent, buyer's agent, seller's agent. I don't care what you're doing. You should be able to interview that agent, and you should be asking them tough questions. Um, what hours do you work? You would be surprised to that answer. Um, James and I will pick up the phone whenever we need to, and I assure you I am not compensated to pick up my phone at 6 a.m., but I do it, nor 11 p.m., but I do it, My phone starts at 6 a.m. and it literally rolls through 11 p.m. every single day and I don't complain about it and I don't give my buyers or sellers a hard time. I don't make make them feel like they are interrupting me. This is my job. This is what I signed up for. This is not a nine to five position. There are others who feel differently. There are others who think I can turn my phone off at 5 o'clock. It's not that important. I will return your call the next day. This is real estate, y'all, and the fires all happen at 7 and 8 o'clock at night, inevitably, every time. We just want you to know to ask the right questions. Do your due diligence. Ask them not only, you know, what hours you work. Is this your full-time position? There are people who don't do this full-time, which, again, no knock on them. It's just important for you to know so that you know that that person has other priorities going on in their life. You may not be number one. You may not be numero uno. What brokerage do you work for? Do your do you research on that brokerage? Is that a reputable brokerage? Brokerage. Do they have lawsuits filed against them? Are they in good standing? Do your research. We Every agent has the right to do business their own way. Most of us are self-employed. We can run our business in a way that supports our broker's morals but is still our own business. We are responsible for upholding our broker's image, so we want to do morally right by them, but every agent has the right to represent themselves in a way that sells themselves appropriately according to them.
1: Here's the reality. There's a lot of people out there right now who might be listening to this who have bought a house and they didn't know that they were responsible for paying the agent. That the seller paid them, but at the end of the day, it was the buyer's responsibility. And if the seller had not paid them, then it would have been the buyer's responsibility. And that's my point, is that if you had never known that, if you had not known that you were technically responsible when you signed that agreement to pay the real estate agent, and if the seller didn't do it, you were responsible. If you didn't know that, you would have been on the hook for that commission percentage for your buyer's agent if the seller wasn't willing to pay. Whether it was disclosed to you or not, now, would have the real estate agent been wrong if they didn't disclose it to you? Obviously. Do we all want to have to litigate over that? Because we, we no, we don't. That's so a dirty word. Litigate. Litig- oh, is the dirty word. Mediate, whatever. Arbitrate, whatever, whatever, whatever word you want to use. The point is that lack of education is the problem. Right. And lack of transparency is the problem. And if you didn't, don't have, if you have no idea and you didn't read the document and you didn't fully understand what it was that you were doing you're on the hook for a commission that you didn't, didn't had no clue you were, you were responsible for. And, and that's, that's the T, right? That's the T here is who's responsible to pay who. And technically the buyer's, buyer is responsible to pay the buyer's agent. We do everything we can as agents to make sure that the seller pays that.
0: Yeah, and sidebar too, um, you know, you know, I love everybody. So (laughs) I say just be respectful in general. You are interviewing real estate agents because you feel like you need one, right? You feel like you don't, you cannot properly navigate the legalities of buying or selling on your own, getting yourself in and out of trouble, if perhaps going through the process, vetting out lenders and references and title companies. You feel like you're not qualified to do that, right? Um, not only are you not qualified or licensed, but we want to keep you out of trouble, and the time commitment is intense. So you're hi- you are interviewing us because you feel like you can't do it. So please be respectful of that and understand that we work super super hard. And so by asking us just to lower our commissions just because, hey, you know, I feel like I should pay less. Really? Do I walk into your job and tell you I feel like I should pay you less? Just cuz, just cuz I I think I deserve to pay less. But I want you to work just as hard. Actually, I want you to work harder and longer and more. But I just want to pay you less. Just be respectful and understand what you're asking of us. This is our career just as your career is your career. And I would never, you know, barge into your career and demand that you are paid less but do more. And I think that we all just need to be respectful of our positions and know that realtors aren't, like James said before, sitting up eating bonbons all day just waiting you know with our teacups in our hands just waiting for people to call us and pay us buku dollars you know that is not how we operate we are hustling 365 days a year I promise you even on holidays 24 hours a day we are working super hard to serve you and you are our priority and we do get compensated for that just like you get compensated for work at your position
1: I also wanna talk a little bit about sellers and you know, have that same conversation we just had about buyers but in reverse. Sellers, typically, if you're working with us, we're expecting, we're gonna be negotiating a rate and then we're gonna be splitting that rate with the buyer's agent because we want those buyer's agents to bring their buyers and we wanna make sure that we're opening ourselves up to as many buyers as we can. You're entitled to decide not to do that. You have no obligation to pay us anything the same way we have no obligation to continue that relationship. However, the reason why we make these recommendations and the reason why we have these conversations with you guys about compensation for both us and for the buyer's agent is that, like Danielle said in the beginning, if we put the the commission cost onto the buyer, we're eliminating a lot of buyers from potentially being able to afford this home. And anything that we do that shrinks the buyer pool makes it more difficult to sell our house. So we have all those conversations with our with our listings and with our seller prospects and, you know, the folks that we're going we're gonna to be helping sell their homes. But a lot of times it comes down to dollars for them. And the dollars are important. Um, and like we said, there are brokers out there who charge less money. And there are people who, you know, will put your house on the Internet and put three photos online and tell you to deal with it. You And know? there are people who charge more money. And there are people who charge way more money than we charge. Way more money. But the point is, is that you have to do what I love to say, and Danielle hates it, but I'm going to say it anyway, a cost benefit analysis Ah! of what are you getting for that commission? What are you getting out of that real estate agent? What services are they offering you? You know, how quickly is your house going to sell one way or the other? You know, if your property's sitting on the market for three months, that's three mortgage payments, three months of taxes, three months of utilities that you're paying on a property that you might not even be living in. You know, you've already moved out and bought another house or moved into another property. You're paying, you know, two mortgages. You know, there's all these things that can come up because you chose to pay someone slightly less than what you chose to pay another agent. And we're not guaranteeing that we're going to sell it faster, but we're sure as hell going to try.
0: We will not sleep at night unless we are throwing everything we have in our arsenal at your home to get you what you need. That is the number one priority. I literally just had this conversation on a listing appointment. When did I go? What's the name yesterday. of that? Yesterday. 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 Ha- I was in competition. I went to a listing appointment knowing I was in competition. And what that means is there were other agents vying for this property. And I don't even know if I got the listing yet. It was yesterday. But um, what I can tell you is um, that other agents were offering less commissions to the seller but when I told the seller what they needed to do to sell their house what I was going to do for them to sell their house it was like astonishment was on their face like no other agent had offered them what I had offered them that doesn't mean they're going to hire me they could very well go with someone who was going to charge them less commission but I don't even know what 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 did you say before this I had I, I was going somewhere with this specifically and I forget
1: we are going to do everything we can to sell your house faster.
0: Oh, yes. I said to them eight months ago, I said to them eight months ago, um, houses were selling themselves, right? They just were like, you could, you could, if you wanted to put up two photos from your cell phone on a $350,000 colonial in the middle of Harper County. And it was sold in two hours and it wouldn't have mattered. It wouldn't have mattered. If you even put a sign up in the yard, it really would not have mattered. That house is going to sell no matter. Even at that time, even six, eight months ago when that was happening, we put our full arsenal into it. Even at that time, we were still doing all the things, taking professional photos, still doing the open houses if we got to that point, doing the drone photos. We didn't cut corners, not one single bit ever on one single house because that's not in us. And I cannot sleep at night even just thinking, oh, the market will handle it. The mar- it will sell itself. I just know it. It will. Because that's where we're at in the market. The market changes on a dime. And it did. And the market changed about mm, 30 or 60 days ago, I would say. And there are houses that have been on the market for that whole time because their agents were relying on the market doing what they thought it was going to do. And they didn't put their whole arsenal into it. And now their poor sellers are sitting on the market needing to redo everything because they weren't properly poised to sell. I would never do that. Even in a market where houses are, se- are truly selling themselves, it happened. All of 2020 and the first half of 2021, houses were truly selling themselves. I still put my full foot into it for many reasons.
1: Well, first of all, just because it's going to sell itself doesn't mean it's going to sell itself for top dollar. True that. Because the reality is you might have been able to put two cell phone photos on a property, put it on the market, was reasonably priced. It has sold on its own. That's great. Had you put 40 professional photos, done your extra due diligence, staged the property, cleaned it up, you know, did all the things, right? Put all your, like Danielle said, put your, put her whole foot in it, whatever that means. Did I say that? Yeah, (laughs) something like that. Um, (laughs) If you do all the things, it could probably, it could have potentially sold for 10, 15, 20% more than what it sold for with the two cell phone photos. We just don't, you never know what you, you never know what you miss if you don't take the shot and that's the point. You know, if you don't put everything into it and that's why Danielle and I put everything into every listing that we do, we don't cut corners because we n- there's no way for us to measure what we could have gotten if we hadn't if we had done it when we didn't do it. So yeah. we always do it.
0: And that's not fair to you guys. We take this super seriously. Like this is seriously your life. Like your entire financial future could be tied up in your home. A lot of people's is. A lot of people don't have the proper retirement set aside and their house unfortunately, is their retirement. So they are banking on the equity that they have in their home to live out the rest of their life or to live out the get to the next house that they need to get to for their family. Like this is serious stuff. This is not just like, oh, it's okay, you know, take a little less or let's move on. This is serious for a lot of people. This is your entire financial future and it weighs heavy on us. It weighs heavy on our hearts that this is this could be your family's future. And I ain't resting at night unless I know I am throwing everything I have at it. And if for some reason my client felt like I wasn't, which has never happened, they have never come to me and said, we don't feel like you're doing your best, have your conversation with your realtor. You have every right. Your realtor works for you. If you don't feel like they're doing what they should be doing, you should question them professionally, politely. Please don't yell at them, but go to them and say, hey, I feel like I'm not getting enough. What did you do this week? Can you tell me what you did this week to help sell my house? And they should be able to respond to you with items. Their response to you shouldn't be like, well, it's listed on the MLS. So, like, that's what I did. Aren't Wrong.
1: That's a fact. All right, well, I think that that is it, that we have to talk about commissions today. I think that some people were probably expecting us to give them exact numbers. That's (laughs) not what we're doing. They were like, yes. Nope, not (laughs) what's happening. That's not, nobody does that. It's all dependent on your individual situation. But the point we're trying to make is know who you're hiring, understand the value in what you're paying, and make sure you understand your responsibilities and any agreement that you sign when it comes to real estate.
0: And who you hire matters who you hire matters it matters what their reputation is is in the agent community in the regular community it matters how they handle you what
1: you already said that we were going to do an episode about that
0: we're going to save that for another episode
1: right okay we we just said that
0: okay love you miss you mean it
1: all right bye guys